Brought to you by the Bloom Women's Ministry at Church on the Rock in Lubbock, Texas. This is Bloom Talks. Hey everyone, welcome to Bloom Talks. I am your host, Cynthia Hernandez. And I'm your other host, Paige Allen. Oh, Cynthia. Paige. Here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. This is um, this is a great podcast episode. We have Michaela <sighs> Perez with us. I feel um I feel different after talking with her. Yeah. Um like my my smile is a little bit higher. I don't know. She left something behind that was very joy-filled. Even though we talked about heavy stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Is that just me? No, I feel that way too. She's a lifter of souls and people. I like it. Yeah, she is. She's really just uh, naturally encouraging, naturally lighthearted a little bit. (laughs) Like It makes you laugh, says says quirky (laughs) things that are like, oh yeah, that's that's funny. So yeah, she's so great. Yeah, so I just think everyone, after you listen to this episode, you're going to feel that too. And yet at the same time, she's totally honest and vulnerable about hard things that she's walked through. Super hard things. Yeah. So um, this is this is a good one for you to listen all the way through. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right, let's go. Kaylee, welcome yes. to the podcast. Thanks, guys. We are really excited to have you today. I'm super excited. We we just froze a little bit. It's a little chilly outside, but I'm super excited. I know. Mm-hmm. Why is it? Do you think what like happened? I mean, it's cold, but you know, it's just going to get colder. I think it's just like when it first happens. It, it's shocking. It is. Your body's mm-hmm. just not prepared. For haven't it. found my jacket yet. Mm. <laughs> so important. I haven't found that yet. It'll, you really haven't. It'll come. <laughs> Are you in the process of moving? No, I'm just not organized <laughs> at all. Um, so they're somewhere in my house, Jackets. which is good. It's that a, is good. Good yeah. place for them to be on this cold winter morning. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, well, as you're listening, everyone, I hope you have a jacket or a fire <laughs> a or fire. a scarf. A, yeah. <laughs> a heater. Oh, I love it. Okay. So first of all, before we jump in, I was thinking... Do you two know each other very well? I feel like not very well, but we've known each other somehow our whole lives. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to say that. that. You know, like school, going back to school times, uh-huh. yep. uh, and then like North Campus. Anyway, yes. Yep. I feel like okay, yeah. we've interacted, but not had a conversation. Oh, well, this is great. So now you get to have a it's real conversation. a great conversation. way to start recorded. I feel like that's a really great way to get to know me. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah. How do you two know each other? Whole life, I feel like whole lives ish. Uh huh. Uh huh. Same. I feel like we've been in the same circles. Our moms have been friends a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I, I think you know what I think of when I think of you. Like the first time I really felt like I got to know you was um, I went on a retreat that you were at. Okay. Yes. Do you remember that? Absolutely. We yeah. made friendship bracelets. We did. Make yeah, we did. Bracelets. We oh, did. Way better friends than. And um, <laughs> yes. So. And then my sister Kelsey loves McKaylee. Yes. Deeply. Mm. So, yes. Yes. 
That's a, a good Sometimes connection. Sometimes I hear a lot of stories about you. There, and I apologize no, now in advance for whatever <laughs> stories you have heard. I'm definitely not predictable in any fashion. I also love your children. Mm-hmm. And that has been really cool to get to know Sayla as an older kiddo. Sayla loves you too. Yeah. Very much. I'm pretty much obsessed with her. Um, I just think she has the sweetest little heart. So, oh, well, thank I you. really do. No, thank I'm very you. proud of her. So, oh, that's I, another connection. That is another connection. And then I have known your, I feel like I have really known your husband for a long time. Very long time. I've a few decades. <laughs> walked with him uh-huh. through seasons. <laughs> and well, I'm proud of him. Seasons. Yes. yes. I introduced him the other day at a Lead Well group. I said, you know, I, he was kind of just like the bachelor of Church on the Rock, but I didn't know that uh-huh. until I started kind of going here and, um, figured out, and, and I get to serve alongside a lot of people that have known him for a long time. So that's right. Yes, I I still continue to learn a lot about him even now. Uh, yeah, through the others. Bachelor of Church on the Rock <laughs> is a great way to describe him. I feel him like he because was. we were the college young adult pastors, so I did actually <laughs> one time go to him and say, "You have got to stop hitting on all the new girls." <laughs> exactly. Like you have got to stop. You yeah, have- <laughs> I still get to serve in community group with some. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm like. <laughs> You are scaring people off. <laughs> I know you're very friendly, but let's stop. Let's stop. Yeah. So he's, he's had a lot of conversations with pastors here, just making sure we're staying on the straight and narrow. You know, we get yeah. right, and it yeah. doesn't phase him. He stays. He's he's the type. He's like, yes, I need that accountability. Yeah, it was great. And never gonna leave. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I, I would, worked out. I would probably never be able to talk to you again if I said that to you. Um, yeah. Uh huh. He right. doesn't care. He's like, thank you, Paige. I needed that redirection and moves right along right yeah hurt real good yeah Yeah. and it's been it's not just page many people have had to (laughs) say a few things so oh man well i love that about lubbock just we're connected together i I love it too so much okay so today michaela you're going (laughs) to share your story with us it's a fun one okay it's a lot of roller coaster up and down it It is okay well then i'm just gonna hand it over and you get to share it however you want and we may interrupt you with questions though along the way yeah okay so i would say i grew up here in lubbock had a fantastic family have a fantastic family um i would say the typical uh, they sent me to the school i really loved and had great friends ended up going off to college um to texas a&m because we need to throw that in there Mm -hmm. it's very important in lubbock to say that (laughs) and had a great college experience loved every minute of it but decided you know after college what do you do after college you get married that Mm -hmm. is in my mind what happened next on the timeline and so i did i got married straight out of college i graduated in may got married in august and immediately moved to a border town and I, I think back as I'm a mom now, I think back on what a stretch for my mom that probably was for me to be that far away. And in a city, I knew no one and I didn't, not many spoke English and just mm-hmm. how that felt for my mom. Um, but he ended up getting deployed for a year. And so I was alone in this border town and I just decided, you know what, I'm going to settle in and I'm going to just, I'm going to learn some industry and I'm just going to try this by myself in this town. I know no one. So I did. I started in title insurance Mm -hmm. down there and fell in love with real estate. And, but when he came back from Iraq, it was really, really bad. And Mm -hmm. at one point I just told my dad, I, I'm scared. And, you know, for a dad, it was Mm -hmm. like, I'll be there. I, the moving van will be there on Friday. And so that is what happened. My dad had me out of there. Uh, really quick, but then I show up back in Lubbock, and I'm—I have no idea who I am, what I believe in. 
um, I had no friends because everyone had left. And so I was just in a really, I wouldn't say dark, but a spot where I didn't know what was next. And I was just needing to figure out what I believed in. So I get a job with, um, with a real estate agent here and start my journey on that path, which leads to a lot of my life and my career choices. But I had to really decide what my beliefs were. And I think I'd always just lived on my parents' belief system because they are fantastic people and raised my brother and sister and I with um, in the church, but also that's just how we were. We were blended, and my parents just really prioritized what we believed in and finding mm-hmm. out what, what we believed in. But at this point, I really had to stop and because everything was shattered. Mm. I I was alone. I didn't have friends. I did I wasn't married. I was divorced at 24. And so I had to really stop. And so for the next 5 years and I asked the Lord, "Please give me 5 years. Mm-hmm. I need that time to figure and I was very specific on the time. I need mm-hmm. this time to figure out who I am." And he gave it to me and I did not meet Jaime until the 5-year mark, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. And um and meeting Jaime was definitely my redemp- redemptive story. He he had never been married, and he had been on his own as, as the bachelor for so, so long. And so every day, we just we have so much joy. But I think it's because there was so much hardship for me, and he waited so long for me hmm. that we really, I mean, we have a blast. I, I People probably think we're crazy, but <laughs> we have a blast if we're in Target, if we're cleaning the house. I mean, our lives are hilarious. I mean, we really should be a comedy duo. So should have your own reality show. We really should. So mm-hmm. that's really my story. We have all kinds of things in the midst of that with for infertility issues and stuff like that. But I I think there's been some really lows that have made the highs mm. super high and amazing. So there. Well let me yeah, wow. I'm gonna we're gonna ask you some questions. questions. You have a bunch of questions too. Go. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well I wanna talk you said you know you came back and you had to really figure out what you believe for yourself. Mm-hmm. What did that what did that look like? What did that process look like? How did you figure that out? I think it really started with a lot of whys mm. and asking the Lord, why? Why this? Why why a divorce as a child and why did I see that as a good exit plan? Mm. And I think the great thing about the Lord is it never shocked him and it never caught him off guard. You know, I think I had seen him so much as not real not so much relational where I could ask those hard questions or be mad or not understand why this is the way it happened. And I think it just started that way and mm-hmm. formulated into what I really believe in. And I mean, one of the core things I go about life is love everybody always. And it's a book by Bob Goff, but it's something I just walk in and I try mm-hmm. to walk in every single day at work. I have a lot of ladies that I employ I think the last count was 300 caregivers, wow. and I just want to live that way. I want to live where th- when they interact with me or my team, that we change the dynamic of their life if we can, that mm-hmm. that path has changed. And so I think it just, that was probably the main thing, loving myself, mm-hmm. number one, and then learning to love people wherever they're at. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you walk in. Yeah. Once you're in there, you're mine, and we're going to... Mm-hmm. Love you to your core. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's good. It's really good. I really, I really love that topic in conversation. <clears throat> and I also think it's interesting. So all three of us at this table, 
which is not always the case, have been raised by incredible mm-hmm. parents. Mm-hmm. I yes. mean, parents that raised us just, you know, in the way of the Lord. So to find faith and what that means on your own and who the Lord is to you and for that to become real, mm-hmm. that's like yeah. groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. And so I love mm-hmm. that you you shared that. You also mentioned divorce, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And then you found The Bachelor. I found The Bachelor. CITR. <laughs> Can you you don't have to shut me down, but what was it like just to even be dating again? You know, that next step to say yes. Well, we'll start with a funny story. So I'm really tall. I'm I'm about five, probably five eleven ish. And I Jaime worked at discount tire. And I had to go get my tires rotated. And my mom had just gotten back from a mission trip to India with him and had gotten to know him. And so she said, let me call Jaime. He was the church tire guy. And so she did. And I pull up and he's doing his little tire check around. What's windy? I'm in heels. (laughs) And I don't even think a second thing. He He hits me below my shoulders. So on a good, on a really good day when I'm in flats. And so I didn't think another thing about it. I just waltzed right under the discount tire. Well, 30 minutes later, he's still showing me pictures on his phone of, I don't even know what. And I'm thinking, this is the longest tire rotation appointment I have ever been in. And anyway, he made a bet with me, a Elvis Presley song came on and he made a bet with me that if he lost, he'd take me to lunch. So we, I ended up losing, which Jaime is very, very clever. And I lost and went to lunch and we have been together every day since. And what's hilarious is he is so short and I I just had never dated anyone shorter than me. And, but he was so funny and so smart that it intrigued me and it just mm-hmm. kept me locked in. And he loved the Lord with his whole heart. And I think that's really what got me. I mean, we yeah. started with going to Wednesday night church in the old building. I mean, that was our that's mm-hmm. how we dated, and because I was petrified mm-hmm. to get hurt again, and so that's what we did. We went to Wednesday night church. That was our thing because he was always serving in some capacity on Sundays, mm-hmm. so I never could see him. And so, I think that's really how it started, and yeah. how it got me to kind of branch out. And it's okay, you know, we can we can do this again. We can trust walls can go down. Mm-hmm. So You're just hanging out, having mm-hmm. a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hi, I can see it. Something. I can. Well, you know what, too? Like, I'm also married to a man who's a little bit yes. shorter in stature. Confidence. Confidence yeah. goes a long way, right? Like, you know, just like, I'm not yeah. I'm not going to be bothered by it, so you shouldn't either, you know, right. kind of a thing. So, And he uses your story even that. I, yeah. Just talking, I have good conversations with Madison and Peyton sometimes, and I'm, that's, mm-hmm. we, we talk about that right now. You do. Good. It, if he is shorter, does that really matter? Yeah. The world tells us that matters, but really what's on the inside is really all we're going to care about. And right. I think it, he uses every bit of your story mm-hmm. um, to love on those around you. So, Oh, I love that. That's so true. He does. He uses he does. it all. <laughs> all, all, all. Okay, this is, this is a little bit of a left field, but you said you said there's more to the story, even little all, all different parts, um, that you guys did struggle with infertility. Mm-hmm. And just like a couple weeks ago, we had your sister on the podcast. Yes. And so um, in my interview with her, 
I specifically talked to her about, in her book, she talks about um, that you guys were both on the infertility journey together and you got pregnant and she mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah. And we had this beautiful conversation about, I, I really just asked her, when people get what you want, mm-hmm. like how do you walk that out? And I'm not going to say this exactly because it's been a little while since we talked, but she really credited so much of of being able to walk through that hard thing with with you mm-hmm. and how you also walked it out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she she talked about, you know, that she just assumed you weren't pregnant either. Yeah. But, and you said, let's meet. And then you just... Wept and yeah, loved on her. And um, so I, I want to talk about that for just a second because that was that's so that's so real and raw Mm -hmm. and honest, you Mm -hmm. know. Of you got something that your sister wanted. You almost wanted it more for her than you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you wanted it for yourself as well. But like, um, yeah. How I would love to hear about it from your perspective. And how did you encourage her? Yeah, that was one of the hardest days. I can remember it. Like it was yesterday, because uh, crazy enough, it was literally happening in the same time, and we go to the same physician, and I mean, it was all in real time. And of course, we meet up, and she said, "I said I am pregnant," and she said, "Okay, I'm not." And I mean, we both just cried, and it was so hard because she was also joyful mm-hmm. in that moment because our love is so deep and real. But her heart was just crushed, and I knew it. And so journeying through that pregnancy, I just involved her in everything. Um, And Canyon is our oldest, and um, she was just, I let her do all the things. And Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, God, whenever I can include her, I'm going to include her, but please prompt my heart to know the days that I need to really Mm -hmm. not just reach out, but let her have him Mm -hmm. and... And I did. And she learned all the things with Canyon. But I think from my perspective, watching her, if just having a sibling like that, we're, I think this is another level, but we are blended. We are yeah. not blood sisters. And um, just the choices we've, the very deliberate choices we've made mm-hmm. to uh, make that more than blood. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just at a deeper level. And mm-hmm. um, she does have three little girls now that are beautiful and perfect, but watching her be a mom has been one of the absolute best things of my life. Mm-hmm. I I sit and just stare at her. I do. And she's like, okay, you're weird. Um, <laughs> you know, but I do. I just stare because God is a God of miracles. And they, those three are miracles. I mean, her and I have set in appointments where I offered to be a surrogate for her. Um, and to see them here and walking around is just, it's actually one of the twins' birthdays today. And I just scrolled through pictures thinking, oh, thank you, Jesus. I mean, they are walking miracles, and I'm yeah. so proud of her. Mm. And this book is just obviously the mm-hmm. most amazing story of not just her story, but many women. Mm-hmm. And so, mm. yeah. So good. God is good. So good. Okay, let me ask you, let me, let me ask you this, because you have said this. You you guys were blend are blended. We are, yeah. Um, and I think that there's probably a lot of people listening who have blended families right now, whether they're the child in that family or 
their parenting now. Mm-hmm. What what are some of those intentional decisions that you either saw your parents make or that you guys had to make? Absolutely. Because uh, I think that's an area where people are desperate for help. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. So my parents, when they got married, we were five, four, and Laura was, had just turned one. And so mm. we were little, but um, my stepdad, which we do not use, that's number one, we do not use step terms. So he would never have called me his stepdaughter and my mom never used the word stepson or stepdaughter Mm -hmm. and not in a way that we wanted to disrespect our biological parents, but that immediately sets it up for just a difference. There's just a different feeling when someone says, this is my daughter and this is my stepdaughter. And so Mike's whole deal, which is, is my stepfather, his whole deal was the definition of blended is that you cannot tell one part from the other. Mm. And the first thing we have to get rid of is labels, because that's exactly how our world labels everything. Mm. What do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. This is my title. What do you, Are you married? Mrs. Miss. I mean, just he just immediately eliminated those from our vocabulary. And the next thing I think my parents did really well was relationship with the other spouse, the ex mm-hmm. um, on each side. And we just, from what I understood, uh, Clinton and Laura's mom was just as much involved in my picture even as my dad was in theirs. We just, if my dad was around, he got to be as involved with my brother and sister as he wanted to be. It's same with their mom. And I mean, there's still times I go on trips and it's, I'm with their mom and them and Mm. I know that sounds absolutely bizarre when I say that out loud, but she loves my kids and has my picture up in her house just as much as them. And <laughs> wow. of course, those spouses were incredible too. But I think just the intentionality with the smallest thing is mm-hmm. so important. Mm. Um, and kids don't know the difference. I didn't know the difference. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that that there shouldn't be love there anymore oh. between those two. And so you know, between like my dad and my mom and because kids don't know. And so they just didn't make a big deal of it. It was like, well, well, your dad's here and we're all going to love him just the same as. Mm. And so they were just really good at that. And I know that took dying to themselves a lot Mm -hmm. now that I'm an adult and I've also been divorced. So Mm. it's hard, but it it worked. And I travel with my brother. I mean, we go everywhere with them. Uh They're our best Uh friends. So, Wow. That's that's good <laughs> advice. I think that's good across the board, just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for so many different circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, we're almost, we're almost done. But let me ask you one final question. So, we've heard about journey so far. Mm-hmm. What are you hopeful for about the future? Man, that's a good one. I am hopeful. I'm a mom of a special needs kiddo. He has um, has a he's a social pragmatic communication disorder. So Canyon is my number one goal. A lot of times is just advocating for him, loving him where he's at, but helping him to grow, grow his team that helps him uh, manage some things. So I think that number one for my whole family and, and my little one included is we're always trying to find the best way for Canyon to progress and learn. Uh, and then I think obviously being a wife for me, I love, being married. I love him and I can't wait for what all that looks like in the future. Um, I mean, we're older and so I don't know, like, what mm-hmm. does that look like? I have mm-hmm. a six year old and I'm 41. So <laughs> I don't know what that looks like, but, um, so I guess like being a mom, I mm-hmm. run a couple of businesses and just making sure I prioritize well is always my number one goal mm-hmm. is 
to be to love the Lord and be a wife and a mom and, and a business owner last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I think you're doing it well. Mm-hmm. You are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Michaela, thank you. Thanks, Thanks y'all. for coming this on, fun. sharing your story. Yeah. Do you have any final questions? It's great to you? get to know you now. I know. I know. I know. On air, well, we should, we should do lunch live <laughs> without we the should. microphones. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's another <laughs> level of it makes me uncomfortable when it happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh well, thank you, thank Thanks you so all. much. Loved it. Oh, you guys, we just uh, I just walked McKaylee out the door, and um, she really is just someone who makes me smile. She is filled with so much joy and so much life, and honestly, my head is spinning a little bit because we just heard her story, and she's walked through some really tough. Things And yet what a testimony that you can walk through tough things and still be joyful and still be hilarious and target, like she said, um, when you are so fast to bring those things to Jesus, which I really think that's, that's kind of the overarching thing. Bring things to Jesus and also um, die to self and make hard decisions to prefer other people. I love that about her. So um, I hope today's podcast encouraged you. If it did, you may need to send this to someone else. Maybe someone in your life is struggling with one of the things that McKaylee talked about in her story. And so I encourage you to share that. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you back next time on Bloom Talks. Thanks for listening to Bloom Talks. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and share to show your support. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram at cotrbloom or for more info about Church on the Rock, check out cotrpeople.com. Thanks again and we'll see you next time.